businessman, also the youngest president in NFL history. You're listening to ABC News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by August 31st, and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. Call 855-BIBLE-11. That's 855-BIBLE-11. 855-BIBLE-11. In the suburbs of Austin, Texas, the standoff continues between a man accused of shooting three police officers. He is barricaded in a home. He has now released a couple of hostages, and those police officers are expected to be okay. Rolling blackouts could roll across parts of California through Wednesday. PG&E, the power company out there, warning that high heat is stressing the power grid. The heat also making it tough to fight roaring wildfires. ABC's Will Cars in Southern California. On Sunday, nearly 1,500 firefighters battled the massive fire on Lake Hughes, which has burned nearly 18,000 acres since last Wednesday, destroying at least 21 buildings, including five homes. Officials say over 100 lightning strikes helped fan the flames. This fire is just one of many burning on the West Coast. Triple degree heat is helping many of them grow. Lots of us know about the dangers of chocolate and it can pose to dogs. Maybe less well known the dangers that pot can pose to pets. 33 states legalizing marijuana. Vets are putting out warnings because of it. Getting into his owner's stash of weed or edibles can have dire consequences for a dog. They tend to get scared. Uh, They might start dribbling urine, vocalizing. They can go all the way into seizures or into a coma. Dr. John Howe is president of the American Veterinary Medical Association and says that with more states legalizing marijuana, we see over 400% increase in phone calls to pet poison control agencies. He's urging who use the stuff to make sure it's out of reach of their pets. Jim Ryan, ABC News. This is ABC News. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. I'm Sherry Preston, ABC News. WTBQ Partly sunny skies today. A few showers or thunderstorms move in during the afternoon as a cold front approaches with a high around 80 or so. Tonight, cloudy skies. Shower activity will diminish during the evening, and we'll see our readings drop down to around 60 or some upper 50s. Tomorrow, look for clouds in the morning, some breaks of sun in the afternoon, less humid with a high around 80 or 82. Increasing clouds tomorrow night, heading into the upper 60s. And on Wednesday, clouds and some sun, low 80s. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty here today with... Co-hosting, Marsha Talbot, Associate Broker, Better Homes and Gardens Rand. 
Hi, Marcia. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you as well. Um, how was your weekend? My weekend was funny. Oh, that's <laughs> not the response I usually get from you. <laughs> so what happened this weekend? Well, this weekend was different in terms of real estate because it was kind of like cleanup stuff. Right. You know, um, the the side of real estate that no one sees. Right. Like sitting in the house while somebody takes down chandeliers and um, helps coordinate things. Right. Um paperwork how how do how we believe this the service extends beyond just writing up a binder right right so it was a lot of that stuff my clients out of uh, out of the area so i have to look under the rugs make sure there was no staining on the floor right. it was it was funny that way so um that was kind of what i seemed to have done all weekend Nice. I did. Uh, I ran some clients around looking at houses. Um, you know, we put a few offers in, which have not gone anywhere yet. And mm. I think that uh, on the two of them, we will be getting the email shortly that states highest and best due tonight at six or whatever. Um, you know, I have I have one client I'm trying so hard to help and uh, there's just no inventory coming on. Um, we had listed their house and, you know, accepted an offer in a day, put a good contingency in there for them needing to find a home in order to move forward. Um, you know, but they're they're getting nervous, right? Because it's been three weeks and I think maybe four homes have come on the market. That's what they're looking for. New York for. and New Jersey. New York. They want, you know, they have kids in the Warwick School District. Mm. So, you know, we're contained to that school district because they don't want to pull them out of school. So it's, um, you know, it's... It's very frustrating to work with buyers right now. And um, I can only say, if you've got a home you're thinking of selling, now is a really good time to do it. <laughs> you know, and I was talking to them about the seasonality of selling, right? Because normally August is usually for listings very slow, very slow. And for buyers often. Yeah. And um, vacation you know, time. And I, I tell them, I said, for some reason, mid September to late September, we usually get like our second rush of homes on That's the market. True. So try to sit tight. I know that I know how frustrating it is because you have, you know, you, you ha you're under pressure to find something. But, um, you know, there's what's on the market is what's on the market. It's very, you know, it's very tough. So um, I've spent a lot of time with the counseling, right? Trying to keep everyone's perspective open as possible. Try to keep everyone's spirits up, right? Because it's tough to it's tough to find a home when you're starting to feel down about it, right? Yes. And it's the pressure on top of the pressure. Yeah. So it's not just the fact that it's always a little difficult and 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 in sense that you're under a lot of stress right. under the best of circumstances, but it's piling up under on top of the other stress. Yeah. Very hard. I uh, have do, been doing exactly the same thing for a buyer looking. We want to stay in the Warwick area. We're in the that middle price range yep. which is hard lower it's, to middle right which is very hard to find and i there isn't anything yeah no there it really isn't uh, anything and i will say it's you know because because we both have offices in the warwick school district we focus on that but um i will say that it's very similar across the way in jersey i have west milford clients we've been looking for five months we put offers in on six things we've had accepted offers twice that both got 
um, overbid um, after we were in attorney review. Um, it's it's everywhere that we're having having this this crunch right now, and you know, in in towns that there really haven't you know haven't been any sort of tight inventory situations in the past that I can remember. Well, when I look at accepted offers online mm -hmm. and I see the amount of time that some of these houses have been on the market, yeah. it's houses that had not sold that are selling. Yeah, yeah. Property that has not sold is selling. Yeah. L land that had not sold is selling. I am helping clients write letters to landowners to see if they're interested in subdividing a piece of their large parcel so they can build on it in town. It's Yeah, it, but it might take four years. I, under, <laughs> I, I Listen, I counsel, I, you know, I'm here to service my clients in any way I can. I do counsel them on how unlikely the, what they're aiming to do is, but they're so frustrated, they have to do something. So I, I think that they're just open to whatever. They have a house in town they'll sell it when they find the right thing but it's uh you know trying to find find that like what's next for them has been very difficult as well well i had a, a call on one of my listings that does have um is actually half signed contracts mm -hmm. at this point but on zillow or whatever anybody's looking at it's it shows active i know which is very difficult for buyers so i i don't understand and and i mean that in New Jersey, we have a status, and it, it's, it still shows as active, but there's like a little asterisk next to the A when there's an accepted offer. Um, and I find it to be so helpful because I can explain to my clients, if you see that asterisk, it means there's an accepted offer. Doesn't mean we can't see it. It just means, you know, it's unlikely that that deal is going to move forward. But you never know. If it's this dream house, we should see it because, you know, like anything else, um, you know, you may put a more compelling offer together for them. Well, I think years ago we did have something like that. Yeah, I'd, not not in my no not no in my no decade. no no. I'm talking years. <laughs> when I said years, I extended that years. That there was something, and I agree with you. You know, there should be some way of notifying people. Yes, there's an accepted offer. You can show it. Right. It's still active. Contracts aren't signed. Right. But just so that you know, so these this was a younger couple who said to me that they've been driving around and everything that they look at, they call and everything's gone. Yeah. And I said, call me. Right. So we've established a relationship and he said, I guess I need a buyer's agent. Right. <laughs> For sure, it's true. <clears throat> and I said, that may, you know, that may help you but it doesn't, you know, to be fair, right. we are working very hard to try to find our clients houses, but as you just said, the, the, the frustration level is high. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's, I feel bad when I have a conversation that goes like this, that we'll be walking through a house, um, you know, maybe not, even, not updated since the 1970s when it was, when it was first built, um, but it has nice space. And the comment will be, well, I don't know, twice the asking price, three times the asking price. What is it that's going to get us this house? <laughs> like, they're just so frustrated that, that you know, we've reached uh, super sarcastic when we're walking through houses. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to counsel someone. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm counseling them to go to start over asking, right, to try their best to knock out additional competition, see if they can't get something. But listing agents know that once we get into a competitive situation these days, we're going twenty-five or 30,000 over asking. It's, it's crazy. It is, and how do you counsel somebody? 
I can't, and a lot of people are not taking escalation clauses now, which right. is, you know, uh, something that I was trying to, to you, you know, utilize with my buyers to give them a level of comfort that if they missed it by a couple thousand dollars, they they could try to, you know, amplify their their offer with the escalation clause. Um, so it's it, it's it is super frustrating um, in the market right now. So. I, buyers out there just so you know we we're with you we understand how hard it is we're trying our best to help you out and i think the reality of it is people do not know what an escalation clause is right so we'll explain that in a second and i think we are taking our first break so stay with us Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. Gem Home Inspections is the number one home inspector for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of Gem Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service, plus Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, contact Gene on Facebook at Gem Home Inspections. Hi, this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Dr. David Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Valley Central School District and host of Your Schools, Listen every Monday at 12 noon to learn what's happening in your schools right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Brian Baird, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million dollar feeling. Saturdays at 9 a.m. I'm gonna make this place your Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Gardens. Here today with... Marcia Talbot, Associate Broker, Better Homes and Gardens Rand. All right, and we have Mike Van Mansart on the line from Hudson United. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I figured I'd wait till the break to call in. Yes, makes good good sense. It's nice to hear your voice. (laughs) How's things going? Ah, It's going great. How, How are you doing? Are you as busy as we are? Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, and maybe more. <laughs> I caught the tail end. It sounded like you guys were talking about escalation yeah, uh, riders. Yeah. We were just going to start talking about those um, a little bit. But what is, uh, have, you know, I, I don't know how exactly those play into your realm other than trying to figure out how to get the appraisal to, to come into a number that's probably well over asking. 
Yeah, that has been more and more difficult. Um, I think the appraisers understand that the market's pretty hot right now, so they're asking realtors for, you know, pending sale data so that they can at least reference it in the reports yeah, to support I, the value. I had a I had a buyer we had to do that. The appraisal came in shockingly low. And I you know, I mm-hmm. looked at I looked at what was what had come in. I was just like, I don't even the some of the homes were not even comps. So I sent new comps that were both sold and under contract with what the, you know, I had called the listing agents, found out what the contract amount was, and I got him to move his appraisal up about 15,000. So Was that sufficient? Sounds good. Yeah, it, it was still short of the agreed upon number, but not so short because these guys had enough money coming into it that it worked out. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that we're going to see that more and more once the market cools off a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, uh, it, it's very aggressive out there right now. And I've had the opposite situation occur where I was concerned about an appraisal coming in mm-hmm. and it came in and I like, I don't right, know what they used. Right. So I've had that happen three times where like in the back of my mind, you know, I'm just like, there's no way this is going to appraise. <laughs> I have no idea what data they're going to pull from. Let's see what we get. And lo and behold, you get the appraisal value and you're just like, wow, I don't even I don't even know what what reference they're going off of. Like maybe they're look, maybe they're able to use trending data about, you know, percentage over last year that, that things be. are selling for. I, I don't really know. It's uh, I think it is, a, is based on experience, too. Right. You know, certain appraisers that have done it for many years just are more comfortable and they've seen this market before. So they you know, they know where things may be going. So they're more comfortable either, you know, based on their opinion, they feel that it's going to go up. So yeah. they, they're comfortable with the number that they deliver. I know. I always tell, uh, I always tell my, $50,000. I don't know. I, always, <laughs> I don't know. I always tell my buyers that the appraisal it's you know, we don't pick appraisers. We don't even know who it's going to be until they're calling to make an appointment. So it's not something that we have any control over. And some appraisers are more familiar with, with our local market than others. Sometimes appraisers are coming in from a little further away. Um, and I am wondering, um, you know, or I always share with them that we just, it's a wait and see, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, I agree. Yep. So anyway, Mike, what's, uh, what's up with mortgage rates these days? How are we looking? Um, things are still on the up and up. There was some news that came out last week, which was kind of, um, bursting a lot of people's bubbles um they announced that fannie mae and freddie were going to impose a 0.5 percent um, fee hike on all refinances um, for their purchase which you know fannie and freddie basically purchased 90 percent of the mortgages in the market right so it had huge ripple effects in the refinance um realm so that what happens really it's not a consumer fee because fannie and freddie do not write loans to consumers but banks do right so right. when they impose a fee to the bank where do they? Where does the bank impose it? Back to the consumer. Right. You know, right. so it's basically going to be a trickle down effect onto them. There's already legislation and big upheaval coming out that you know everyone in the mortgage banking industry is against it. So there could be a change. It's going into effect. Any loans sold to them after September 1st, so lenders across the board have already started initiating changes. Oh, that's interesting. For their, yeah, I, I don't know if it's to cool it off or they felt that banks were getting too greedy <laughs> with all the you know refinancing and purchase going on. I just don't understand why they did it, but right. it's definitely going to cause the economy, I think, to pull back a little. Well, a half a percentage um, point, it ends up, I mean, and that, you know, that's sort of an artificial half a percentage point, right? Yeah, it's not in the rate. You don't go from, you know, three and a half to four percent. It's basically if 
you know, just using examples, if three and a half or three percent was costing you no money to get that loan or no points, now it costs you 0.5 percent at least, right. you know, of right. your loan amount. So on 200,000, it costs you a thousand bucks. Right. Okay. In certain cases, it still makes sense for people to do the refinance. I mean, I have a few clients that are saving $700 a month just by, you know, lowering their interest rate because it's a high balance loan. And we're also removing mortgage insurance because values have come up so much. So there's still an argument to be made that, hey, if you pay a little right now, you just kind of set it and forget it is kind of the idea. Is that because the interest rates are so low and they're looking for additional income? There's a number of theories out there. Um, A lot of it could, you know, say, hey, well, we have a lot of people not paying their mortgage still in forbearance. So they're trying to recoup some of those losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things. And they also feel, you know, again, this is all speculation, but that where if you look at historically where rates track with, it's actually with the 10-year treasury for the most part. And they have kind of been uncoupled for a while since COVID. So the treasury is way low and banks are actually making a little bit of a premium on these loans where they didn't before but they're doing that because they're taking on much more risk. Right. So it's kind of, I don't know. (laughs) Who knows why they do the things they do, but I know that it's a big movement against it. So let me ask one other question. With the rise of um, the market and how competitive it is compared to where we were at, say, in um, April or May, um, where are we at with jumbo loans? Is Is that a thing again yet? I have not seen any. We have, you know, we work with, as a, you know, we are a direct, to consumer mortgage banker, but we also broker loans. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a jumbo loan come on my, you know, radar in quite some time. But there are banks out there. I don't want to pretend that there's not. It's just not someone that. It's not really our wheelhouse. Right. Um, any kind of high net worth, you know, retail bank should have a jumbo product for their client. Um, but they're, you know, they're they're starting to make their way back. I think in the next month or so. Yeah, uh, I just figured with how aggressive the market is now. Um, and how many buyers there are out there. You know, I I think that when everyone pulled back on those loans, we were in such an uncertain marketplace, right? Um, And there were, you know, changes and and new hurdles a lender or a buyer was going to have to jump over in order to to get a loan to begin with. Um, And now the market has totally done a 180 since then. And we are, you know, so aggressive. You would think that banks would, you know, Start lending be, again. As, <laughs> be, as, be as nimble as they were to pull back on things now that the market has changed. Yeah. They're slow well, they moving. Don't have, <laughs> yeah, they are slow moving. They're quick to change when stuff looks bad, you know, but they're very slow to, you know, when it looks rosy, they're very slow to start rolling back those changes that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think that there's how, you know, it's always based on risk for a bank. If, if I lend someone $10 million or a million dollars and I have, you know, $100 million in, of those loans on my books, but now I don't have anywhere for them to be purchased if they needed to be. That's the issue. There's no secondary investments, I think, taking place. Mm. So everybody's a little shy on that side. Exactly, I know. they're gun it, shy. It, it, yep. Excuse me. It's just so, you know, I think that because our market, um, you know, that this tri-state area has such elevated home prices to begin with, I'm sure it's like that on the West Coast as well, for a jumbo loan product to start at, what, $530,000? You know, we, no, that's not considered jumbo. That's high balance in this area. What is what is jumbo what, it was here? Seven, right? It's like over seven, okay. seven sixty-five. Right. Yeah. All right, then that's. Uh, but even so, that's within our marketplace. It is. I, no, it is. Yeah. For sure. You know, 
And now that well, I'm we, seeing, well, I'm sorry, Mike. No. <laughs> More <ahead>. houses <laughs> at 1.2 million yeah. coming on the market. Yeah. Barbara Fuller's new listing looks beautiful, by the right. way. Right. She's had that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, what we're doing actually, you know, we, you know, we are creative. So we'll take that, whatever that threshold is. And I don't know it off the top of my head because it's different from county, but let's say it's 765. We'll write the first loan at 765. And then you can couple, you know, a standalone second behind it to right. meet the difference. So that second mortgage isn't going to be 700. So we kind of, that's the way to do it. That way there's a, there's a place for the first mortgage. And then the second one is just held on, you know, the book, so to speak. I got you. That makes sense. That's creative um, mortgaging. <laughs> <laughs> it is. When I bought my first condo, although it was not a high balance loan, um, I needed, um, you know, I needed, I didn't have a lot of money to put down. So they broke it up that way. The same thing I had, you know, for, for a majority <clears throat> of my loan, it was the first loan. But then I took a second loan right at the beginning to make up what I, what I didn't have on my first right. purchase. I've seen that more commonly in lower price yeah. as opposed to now reverse it on the other side with the jumbo. Yeah. Interesting. So, very yeah. interesting. We used to do it all the time for to avoid mortgage insurance, mm -hmm. but because yeah. mortgage insurance has come down so much because the market's so competitive, it doesn't doesn't really make sense anymore, you know. To spend 60 bucks on mortgage insurance is better than in my opinion having a second mortgage. Yes, it does. Yeah. That, that I'm, I'm doing the figures. <laughs> it does make more sense, especially with an escalating more, uh, market. Yeah. Correct, yeah. So, right. we'll see. But things are still great out there. I wasn't trying to create the doom and gloom. It is really, as you know, a great time to buy, which is why so, so many of us are so busy. Yep. Well, how can you compare these interest rates? How can you, you can't. argue <laughs> about this? It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. I mean, there, we have, um, you know, they rolled out a 1.99% 30-year fixed mortgage uh, recently, which is like unheard of. Um, it's definitely not a free mortgage. It's not one of those ones where you don't pay points, but it's, it's designed for that, hey, you refinance once or you buy this house once and you never have to worry about, oh my you goodness. know, saving money down the road. Yeah. Wow. I know. I refinanced, what, two years ago, Mike? I know. You've yeah, had I so. done a lot of business three, since then. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I got, a, I got a good rate, but it's still not a good rate. Not 1.9. <laughs> yeah, there's your new client again. <laughs> I know. No, it does. Right. I know, mm -hmm. I know the fees. Like for me, the, you know, it made sense to refinance because I had had a 30-year mortgage and I was refinancing down to a 15-year, right? And I still, you know, I saved money. So, you know, what people don't always realize when you refinance is you have to repay all your closing costs again. Correct. Right. And so, you know, you, you have to redo your title insurance and all these things, which, you know, logically doesn't make sense. But, you know, it is the reality. So it's, you know, your, your loan balance goes up, right, yes. even if your payment goes down. And so, you know, you have to really think through those decisions. Years and years and years ago, you were able to, if it was the same bank, and I'm right. sure they're not doing it this days, it was something like $800. Right, to refinance. To refi. Yeah. You know, so. and that was it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, well, we, normally what you, well, sure, we're going to tie into a break, but normally what you do is you do a SEMA, which allows you to avoid the mortgage tax twice. Right. But right now, every attorney in New York is bombarded with SEMAs. A lot of banks are saying, we just can't do it. You know, there's just not enough time to get these done to work because you have to get the original collateral from 
the original lender, have it transferred. It's a big, long process. It ends yeah. up costing thousands of dollars. And it just doesn't make sense in the long run because these rates, we don't know when this rate window is going to go away. Right. You know, just like yeah. they blindsided us last week with this 50 basis point across the board hit to refine. No one saw that coming. Right. You know? Yeah. And you, so we don't know when the window is going to end. So to do a SEMA to save one or 2000 although it sounds like a lot of money, if you lose the opportunity, it's basically wasted. Right. Right. All right. We are going to take a break. Mike, thank you so much for being on with us. And uh, we'll be right back. No problem. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show. Mondays at 10 a.m. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Tom Lovelace. Join me and my guest every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lovelace Music Experience. Exciting interviews and great music from every genre. Right here, playing the best music. Hi, this is Taylor. Have your second cup of coffee with me every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Learn the latest in news, gossip, health, entertainment, and of course, all about animals. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ Partly sunny skies today, a few showers or thunderstorms move in during the afternoon as a cold front approaches with a high around 80 or so. Tonight, cloudy skies, shower activity will diminish during the evening, and we'll see our readings drop down to around 60 or some upper 50s. Tomorrow, look for clouds in the morning, some breaks of sun in the afternoon, less humid with a high around 80 or 82. Increasing clouds tomorrow night, heading into the upper 60s. And on Wednesday, clouds and some sun, low 80s. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig with Better Homes, here today with... Co-hosting. Yes. Marsha Talbot, Better Homes and Gardens Rand, Warwick. Wonderful. So over the break, we had a call come in, so... Um, I just want to set up the, you know, set up the question and then Marsha and I can kind of respond to it. Um, so over the break, um, the question came in. Um, there's a house that uh, three siblings are going to sell and um, there is a buried oil tank. And one of the siblings recognizes that they should be pulling the oil tank and two think that we should just sell it as is and see how it goes. Um, and so the, you know, the question is, what are the chances that they can sell without pulling that tank? Um, and so, um, do you want me to respond first, Marsha, or do you want to go for it? I'll be happy to okay. answer. Very difficult. Very difficult. Because as a buyer's agent, I heartily and recommend that that would be taken out from my buyer. Yeah. 
and that would be in the offer. Yeah. It has to be disclosed. Yep. But there's a question that um, about that disclosure. So I think that that is a material defect. Yep. And I I would have to ask, where's Bob today? Right. <laughs> well, I'm, right. So in our in our listing, right, there's a specific question that asks, is there a uh, is there a buried oil tank on site? Is that correct? Sometimes, so I ask that because I'm licensed in two states and sometimes I forget. I think that's Jersey. That's in, okay. Yeah. So in Jersey, they have a specific question and um, it's a yes or no. And you know, as agents, we filter things for clients. Um, and so most clients will have me filter out any sort of reference to an underground oil tank. They don't even want to see it. And even though that doesn't happen here, when someone finds out there's an underground oil exactly. tank, um, they don't want to see it. it and, and I do believe that in our listings in New York, it, I think it says fuel type. It says and fuel you ha- tank. And, and, you would ha- and it says oil the above ground or, or oil below underground. Ground. And Correct. you can filter out all the oil underground options. So um, I guess the answer is this. Is it legal to sell a house that has a buried oil tank? It is legal to sell it. Um, will a seller's attorney allow or a buyer's attorney allow their client to buy a home? They, they will not encourage that. They will make them sign liability waivers to both them and the agent, like the real estate agent, stating that they know there's a buried oil tank, that they're taking the responsibility. Um, and, you know, uh, on the flip side, uh, let me let me speak as someone who just had oil tanks removed, because as a seller, you're very nervous about that process because of how nebulous it can be. Right. A lot of people will tell you that, you know, if there's a spill, it's expensive. Um but some basic costs to pull, you know, to pull out an oil tank that has no spills. It, it's a $2,000 event, right? To figure out the whole part of the system, right. because you're go- then going to have a new, Correct. A new tank. A new one in. I would say it runs between $3,500 and $4,000. Um, and, you know, the concern is if you pull the tank and then there's uh, oil, right? Th- that figure is irrelevant, right? And it depends how much oil is found. Um, to remediation costs, but, um, you know, and I can't, I can't speak to anything beyond that. Um, that being said, when we had, um, Mike Hunch in here, Mm -hmm. uh, who does oil tanks, he's, his comment to me was over 95% of the tanks he pulls do not have oil leaks. So does that alleviate someone's concern a little bit? I I think it's, I think it's useful to know that it's not like 80% have oil leaks, right? To me, I, I, that number is is comforting. The the minimum as opposed to the maximum. Correct. So, um, you know, our advice always to sellers is pull the tank ahead of time, ahead of time, because it's, um, there's very little chance you're going to find someone who's going to be okay to buy it with it in there. I think that, um, it would be almost impossible. Yeah. Because even if they do agree, when they sit down with their attorney, their attorney is going to go over all the negatives that yep. could happen. Yeah. And the, and for them to accept the responsibility. Also, there may be an issue with homeowners insurance. Mm, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to see if we can get an insurance person to come and answer those questions right. for us. <laughs> <laughs> because this is something that just as your uh, siblings are concerned about, so will the buyer be. Yeah. So our recommendation, you could also have it tested 
No, most companies won't even test They're anymore. They're not testing anymore no. with probes. They just they just say take it out by the time that you're done paying for the test. Well, you could actually, have paid, you could have paid to have it removed. Of, right, it's a third of what your cost would be. Yeah, good, right. Because I mean, to do, a, you know, to do a test, which I mean, most people want like ground samples to be, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, that's a thousand dollars there, twelve hundred dollars there. I, th- I figure twelve. Yeah. So it's almost a third. And that's if you can find someone to do it. A lot I didn't realize they yeah, were the, not doing that. They used to do those like ultrasound tests and the and pressure probes, tests. Yeah. and Pressure tests were always a little yep, iffy. They don't do any of that anymore. They just say, pull it. Yeah. And that's really the right answer. Just pull it. Okay. We hope that was helpful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and if you would like uh, your siblings to call us, we'd be certainly happy to go over that with you. Yeah. Absolutely. And with them. All so right. thank you. Good. I love when we get calls. That's uh, <laughs> it's very fun. Uh, well, that's an interesting call because that is a you know that is a question for when there's more than one person yeah. and how do you answer the other parties? Yeah. Well, and not only that, I mean, I know from my perspective when I'm working with buyers um, and I'm reviewing the listing, if it says underground tank and doesn't have a note about the the seller removing it, I'll tell them we shouldn't. You know, we can see it if you want. There's an underground oil tank. It does not indicate that the seller is going to remove it. So I, I recommend we don't see it. I don't want you to, you know, get yourself into a situation where you're going to deal with the liability of a of an underground tank. And I think Jersey may be even stricter. Am I correct about that? Yes, you are correct about that. It is, it is again, the, uh, I, it's not that it's illegal. However, the lawyers literally will not let someone move forward. I've never, ever seen a transaction move on New, on the New Jersey side with a buried oil tank. It's, uh, I mean, ever. In New York, I have done it. In New Jersey, never. Okay. Well, I have had uh, situations where they were, and that was part of the offer. Yeah. You know, that Always. this has to be, this has to be removed. And by the way, there are some companies that will work with you if you if if the fear is I don't have the cash to pay for that up front. There are some companies that will wait to closing. It'll be sort of like a lien on the property that gets taken care of at the closing table. That is something I have seen. So that's the option of not selling at all. Right. Or working out something that becomes a little bit more affordable. Yeah. That makes right. that makes sense. Right. Not out of pocket right away, but out yeah. of pocket at the closing. Well, that definitely makes sense. All right. So um we have a few minutes before we have our next break. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a fun topic. Um, I left at home. You left at home, but we already know a lot of the answers. Right. All right. <laughs> so, we were gonna- so, <laughs> so what we were going to talk about, because it's summertime. Yeah. And one of the great things about summertime besides beaches and, you know, hiking and is ice cream. Uh-huh. And we have some amazing local homemade ice cream choices. Um, and we had a really great list. So <laughs> Which now is we're now have, sitting on the dining room table. <laughs> but we're going to, I'm sure we can come up with five or six good we local choices. We definitely are going to. Um, so, you know, we'll talk about everyone's perennial favorite. Right, Belleville Let, Creamery. Belleville Creamery. Right, we'll get that one right off the list. <laughs> Which is at the top of the hill yep. in, on Mount Peter. And you can tell it by the long lines and filled parking lot. That's for sure. They even have a second parking lot now, which I see get pretty full as well. Um, That being said, they do make um, great ice cream with an amazing view. Uh, I think that Belleville, you know, benefits from that whole experience, right? 
Um, I can't tell you how many pictures I have of the kids as we're growing up, you know, standing along the fence at Belleville yeah. with the Warwick uh, Valley right behind us. It's and the sunny. cows at the bottom of the hill yep. is from their farm. That's correct. The farm where they get their, their milk from for the ice cream. So it's to say that it's local is an understatement. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the milk from the cows come right from there. It's I wonder if they walk the cows up the street and then they, they do not. <laughs> That's right. a joke, everybody. That's a joke. So um, I'm going to go from our perennial favorite to our newest option around, which is uh, Cafe Dolce right in, in Have town. you been? Uh, it is on my list for the day today. Okay. Um, but they have gelato. And I know. I'm I saw super it. excited to try that out. Me too. Um, I looked in the window before they opened. I know they opened on Saturday, and I figured that was not the day I was going to try to go and get gelato, which I love, and I hope they have hazelnut chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, hazelnut by itself is really, really good. Yep. Um, and it looks very good. And I'm so excited that people are opening businesses yeah. downtown Warwick. Yeah. You know, that is always a fear in a time like this where we know the merchants have had difficulty. Yeah. And here's a new business um, with with gelato. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, how, how can you beat that? You can't. <laughs> uh, Another favorite that I've heard someone talk about recently that I didn't know about was uh, the Dairy Swirl. Oh, sure. In, Vernon, in McAfee. It's right? right in McAfee. Yeah. And so uh, I hear really good things about them. That's on my list. Next time I'm over at Crystal Springs doing some condo work, I'm going to I was pop there in. last week. Fabulous. <laughs> and, we, we go for rides. Right. <laughs> and I had... Coffee ice cream with coffee beans. Oh. It was delicious. Wow. So that's on my list. Um, another one I had heard about was Fox Island in yes. Greenwood Lake. I, I, and Cafe. And mm -hmm. that was on my list. It's, I think, in Hewitt? Yeah, it's in Hewitt. It's like on, on the on the far side of the, the lake, like what we think of the south side of the lake. Right. Um, and so. I'm trying to imagine visually where it is, so I'm not quite sure. I've passed it a million times, and uh, I just didn't, to me, it, like, because is it, it seems in like that the building parking is tight. Where the, where, the, where the light is? No, it's not near the light. It's um, sort of between where the light is and where that other gas station is. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of like along that strip. So... Um, I, we're not helping our listeners at all right now. So we know where it is now. That's correct. <laughs> so, so, right, the south side of the of Greenwood Lake. And then, um, you know, here's one that I think people don't really recognize as homemade ice cream. But um, in Chester, there is the um, Chester ice cream, which is right, um, right it, by where Christopher's is in that strip. Um, so the people there are, the ice cream there is from Curly's. Okay. And it's all handmade by Curly's. Yes. So um, I will Curly's is in New uh, Jersey, in New Jersey, and they have three or four different locations there, and their ice cream is outstanding. So um, even though they don't make it right there in Chester, it is um, you know homemade ice cream that that they are uh, serving. So we have to take a break, and we're going to come back and tell you about some other places to visit for homemade ice cream. All right. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best. 
where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old-fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Wild Baby Love. Start your Sunday with me at 6 a.m. and Gospel Tracks. I'll give you the phone number to the faith phone line and the address to the website. All that and much, much more right here on Gospel Tracks with yours truly, Wild Baby Love. Hi, this is Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension, inviting you to join me and our local farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon, where you can learn all about agriculture in our communities. That's Farm Talk Wednesdays at 12 noon. WTVQ. I'm going to make this place your home. All right, welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine, hosting today with Marcia Talbot. Hi everybody! Thank Hi, everybody. you. So we had just uh, we were just finishing up on a couple of the best parts of the summer local ice cream, and I think <laughs> that we had one or two others we just wanted to to reference. And before we kind of go back to some real estate stuff, so in West Town, yeah, um, and I think that's Horton Road, um, and I think it's County Highway sixty two and two eighty four. What is it called? It's called Dario. The Dario. Dario. I like that. Yeah. It's a fun name. And you, they have benches outside and tables. And so you could go in, walk out, sit down. It's very nice. It's They don't make it, but it comes from a farm mm. in Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. So right. it so, is homemade and there's lots of choices. And they also sell that at the Inville store. Oh. Which nice. I just found out. Good. So... Share with right. your family and purchase these wonderful homemade ice creams. For sure. Um, so earlier in the show, we kind of mentioned very briefly um, about escalation clauses as something that, um, as a buyer's agent, we employ to try to help our um, buyers secure a home, especially in a competitive market like this. Um, and an escalation rider, pretty much, you know, the way I the way I counsel my my buyers is is this. We want to put together an aggressive offer, right? We want to go in with a good number. But I recognize that you may not want to lose the house by $2,000 or $3,000, right? And so I present the escalation rider as a, a way to buffer, right, your offer to say, I'm going in, you know, if the house is listed at, at you know, let's just say $250, i am going to recommend you go in at $260 or $265 if we're in a competitive situation. But then I'm going to suggest that you, you know, put an escalation rider up to a number 
um, you know, that you're willing to pay for the house. And the way that works is you could say, I will pay $2,000 over the last or the highest bid, but not more so that you do have, uh, you know, you may not want to spend $400,000. Right. So that, that you have a maximum limit, but you're telling that seller, look, I am willing to pay this. Right. And, and it says, look, I'm, and that's why I counsel a strong offer to begin with, right? I say, come in with a strong offer. I'll write a note about um, how much you love the house and it'll explain that the escalation rider um, is there because you know, you've come in with a strong offer, you don't wanna lose it by a few thousand dollars, you're willing to pay a thousand dollars more than the highest offer up to, um, and you put a number, up to 280, up to 270, whatever that number is that you're comfortable with. And when I counsel my buyers, what I tell them is this, find that number in your head. I said, you know, it's a very stressful situation being in a multiple offer situation and you can you can you know get wrapped up in the frenzy right um so i tell them take a few minutes step back think about what you would be happy to pay for the house right if you come if i came back to you and said it sold for this number if you would say i'd have paid that number then you should have had that somehow incorporated in your offer find that number for yourself that says well you know what i wouldn't have paid that for the house anyway that's fine and that's sort of how I counsel people through any multiple offer situation is don't don't look at what the list number is and say, you know, you, you need to you need to know that I would have paid this for the house. Then that's where we should be. Um, and mostly because of how competitive this this situation is, um, you know, you have agents that underprice houses in this sort of a market to drive that competition. And so you may be sitting there saying, well, yeah, but they only wanted 200 for the house. Well, that's not really true. What they wanted was the competition. They want the market to set the the actual price. So um, I counsel people don't be tied to what it was listed at and think you're overpaying because of that because you're not someone is going to get it at the market value one way or the other. Right. And you're going to provide them with market values with stats. Right. Correct. That. And you know, we'll, we'll do CMAs to try to help people figure out what is that market value in, in today's market um, as best as possible, right? Kind of got to give them some sort of a target right something because it's yeah, it's a, a very difficult to understand and the, and in a market like this we don't have the depth right of of research right we have two months of closed sales and not really we have really one month of closed sales in a post-covid environment so we don't have a lot that we can draw on to say here's what the current market value is it's it's very difficult market right now I also caution them not to get caught up in that frenzy because they have to be able to supply a, a new pre-approval. Right. Yeah. So it's not just, oh God, okay, I'm going to ask everybody I know. It's not the case. You yeah. need to be able to provide the proper information. Yeah. So saying that, I pulled July stats. Oh, let's talk about July stats. So Warwick Town. New listings in 2019 were 53. In 2020, July was 70, which is an increase of 32.1%. But... Yeah, it's a misleading number. It, yes. Um, in, in actual change, because if you look through seven uh, to 2019 when through this time of year there was 604 from the beginning of the year uh, last year this year it's 580 correct so we still have like that's what, a difference of four percent right so what july really did was a it was pent up selling to, like 
list like people who are going to list from april and may and early june they finally started putting their homes on late june and july so july as an individual month may have had more but for the whole year we were so far behind i mean if you look at the numbers for april for march april and may i think that we were down like 60 percent some of those months we were so it's um you know to look at just the one month to say oh look we had more inventory but we had so many pent-up buyers um that that inventory we blew through it like the minute it came on the market it was off so i'm going to skip some of the things Mm -hmm. days on market is really hard because when you're looking at it 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 really doesn't make it 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 doesn't fall into the mix because people may not have been showing their houses for three months right so it was on the market a longer period of time because it was not available right and then the other thing that comes into play there um is from the time you have an, it, the, those days don't stop when you accept an offer. It stops when you go under contract, and that's weeks of time, right, where a house is actually not available, right. but it's not, it's still showing as available. So median sale price, 2019, was $315,000. In July. In July. In July 2020, $382,500. That's a huge jump. Plus 21.4%. Wow. Through the year, from uh, July, January through July, last year, and here's this is even bigger. No, it's about the same. Uh, it was two hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars in July. I'm sorry, in January through July two thousand nineteen. Right. And this year, it's three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow, it's a sixty thousand dollar difference. Yep. That's uh, and I will say that's that eighteen percent, right? And that feels that feels right to me, uh, just in terms of my my experience and things like what I'm listing homes for. Uh, you know, we sit down and I do the do the math and work through things, and that you know, even when I think I'm aggressively pricing, and then we sell higher than that number, it's um, it's it's really eye opening. Right. So this is really interesting, too. Percent of original list price received in 2019, 95.6%. Mm-hmm. 2020, 95.9%. That's not a big difference. No. And through Jan, from January to July last year was 94.3%, and this year 94.5%. I would so, be interested to see the August number, like, Right, because that's where we've seen the big growth. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Inventories of home for sale uh, last year at this time, 237. Mm -hmm. This year, 191. Yeah. So that's where you really see our difference. Yep. And, you know, this is also that difficult point because it's not really like there aren't really 197 homes available right now. No. No. No, there may be 40. Well, it shows active, but it doesn't mean that they're go- not going into contract. Correct. Which goes back to our original discussion this morning that uh, it's very hard to tell what is truly available yeah. if you're looking at just online. Yeah, we, I, make, I make a lot of phone calls these days. Me too. Is it available? <laughs> yes, it's available. Do you have offers? Yes, we have four offers. Okay, so it's available for like the next four hours. I got you. <laughs> right. <laughs> So uh, condos, actually, um, new listings, 2019 was five. This year was four. Um, Through 
from January 2019 to July was 32, and through 2020 was actually 38. So condos, there were more condos and more sales. Um, Closed sales in 2019 were two. In July July. this year was two. (laughs) No difference. Uh, from the beginning of July, January last year was 35. This year was 27. Mm. So they're still av- not necessarily available. They just haven't closed. Right. This is too new when you're just looking at one month. Yeah. So I think that we have to look at next month, you know, which or by September, October yeah. will give us a much better idea of the impact of COVID on the marketplace. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. If you're if you're a stats person and you're really digging into those figures, um, it is um, it's interesting to see how rapidly things can change. I know that I ran some numbers um, similar to what you did on the New Jersey side for a client just recently, um, and you know the numbers there were staggering. And places like um, in Vernon, where inventory days on market was traditionally very high, um, the days on market have come down dramatically. Um, Vernon, okay. West Milford, Hardiston, areas that don't that traditionally didn't see um, the level of traffic a, we have right, now. Right, a great turnover. Right, in, in the, and um, I don't think we have time for Orange County in general, but I'm going to run through quickly. Yeah, uh, 2019 new listings was 538. 2020 July 701. But for the year, for the year to date was minus a five point six. Right. So we haven't caught up. No. Though we're looking at, again at just a very small amount of time. Well, so I think I think we're coming to the end of our time, Marsha. Always a pleasure to see you on a Monday morning. As same here. And uh, thank you, everybody. In, yeah. <laughs> tune in next week. We'll be back. WGHT Pompton Lakes, your community radio station since 1969. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. The Trump administration is moving.